Welcome to Style Zephyr, a life and style podcast brought to you by the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith Cigar. Same family, new amazing chapter. Live true at alecbradley.com. And now your host, Kevin Quinn. Howdy there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this brand new episode of Style Zephyr and StyleZephyr.com. It is March 22nd. It is a blustery, snowy, wet, damp day here in Chicago. And uh, of course, I got to say it, and I'm only going to bring it up one time, thankfully enough, because I'm sure that we're all tired of hearing about it. Happy quarantine. We've got the coronavirus going on right now, and uh, life as we know it is pretty much upside down. I hope that everybody is staying safe and staying healthy and looking out for one another. And uh, Style Zephyr, I want to... uh, have another another little bit of a resource to distract you a little bit from your this everyday nonsense and craziness. That's all I want to say about it because I'm sure just like me you're probably tired of hearing about it. This episode of Style of Zephyr, I have got the pleasure and privilege of uh number 1 Miss uh, Heather Miller, a dear 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 friend uh who is going to be bringing us another segment of Color Me Pretty with some more makeup tips and tutorials for the ladies out there. And my main event interview, uh, something that I wanted to cover myself personally just to learn more about it and also to help others learn more about it uh, from whiskeys and uh, uh, tastings and developing a palate. And not only that, but also the career of a brand ambassador. I've got the the privilege and pleasure of Mr. Callum O'Donnell, who is the uh, Midwest brand ambassador for Avalor Whiskeys and Distilleries. Uh, Was super grateful to have a sit down with Mr. Callum. And uh, he gave his career and personal input on the uh, field and on the industry. And uh, just a great person to uh, have a phenomenal uh, resource from. And uh, if you want to learn more about it, you can always go uh, check out Arbalore itself. We had a nice little tastings ourselves on, a again, another snowy, wet, rainy day in Chicago. So with that further ado, uh, thank you all so much for once again tuning in. Hopefully I can be a little bit of a distraction for you in this uh crazy, crazy, weird, and strange times that we live in. So until, uh, for what we got coming up for you, stay styled, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Chiara, and I'm the founder of Chiara, C for Charlie, I-I-A-R-A. We are an exciting new label for women, inspired by dance and making a difference to women around the world. More than just a fashion label, we're also a blog, a voice, and a community of empowered women. Designed by me in Australia, each garment purchase makes an impact. We currently work with Blue Dragon Children's Foundation in Hanoi to rescue and support sex trafficking victims. To find out more and share our journey, go to our website, www.kiara.com.au or social media, Kiara Dance on Facebook and at kiara.dance on Instagram. Proudly paired with Style Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's quarantine COVID 19 2020 episode of Color Me Pretty. I hope you all are staying safe and doing well out there. Today, we are going to be talking about primers, face primers, eye primers. We're going to be talking about those different types. I'm going to start with face primers. Those types we're looking at for face primers usually come in the categories of matte, 
um, typically great for more combination or oilier skin. Regular, which typically have more of a satin finish. And we also have Dewy, which is great, especially for those like myself who have drier skin types. Um, the matte is going to be, like I said, great for those who are more combination to oily. It has a mattifying purpose. You will put these down before you put on any makeup, but after you do any skincare. The matte product is going to be great for helping maintain more of that flat matte finish to your makeup. For the standard finish primers, that's going to be best if you just want sort of that satiny look to your skin. And Dewy Primer is going to help maintain more of that glowy, um, I wouldn't say wet, but definitely glowy, a little bit shinier look to your skin after makeup. As far as eye primers go, we are going to have either the standard eye primer, which typically comes in more of a fleshier tone. Those are great for just your standard um, cream or powder eyeshadows. And those help maintain, you know, whichever finish is preferred for the standard eyeshadows. So if the eyeshadow is matte, it's going to go on matte with the standard primer. If it has a little bit of a shinier or a metallic finish, that um, standard eye makeup primer is going to be helpful with that. There's also a special type of eye primer called Glitter Base, which has more of a thicker, stickier consistency than your typical eyeshadow primer. And that is going to be able to grip onto those glitter pigments more strongly. And it's going to help that, that tackiness is going to help stick to the eyes better. And you'll have a lot less fallout than you would with your standard eyeshadow primer with a glitter formula. That was today's Color Me Pretty. And again, I hope you all stay safe out there and have a wonderful day. All families have new generations and stories have new chapters. And Alec Bradley invites you to join theirs. Blind Faith is the first release under the Alec and Bradley subsection of Alec Bradley Cigar Company. Blind Faith features three different filler tobaccos from Esteli, a silky smooth wrapper from our proprietary farm in Trojas, double binder combination from Honduras and Nicaragua with a rich and full flavor. Allow Alec and Bradley Rubin to bring a new experience, beginner or connoisseur, with Blind Faith. Find it at alecandbradley.com. Proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD. We are on location here in Chicago, beautiful, windy city. Um, the weather, it's like 40s, 50s one day, back into the 30s with some snow flurries. We're supposed to get some snow later on, but who knows. We're at the uh, Travel at the Langham on location. They have a very esteemed gentleman with me, Mr. Colm O'Donnell. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to talk about some whiskeys and some spirits. So, Colm, thank you so much for being with me on the Zephyr today. Ple- pleasure's mine. Thanks for having me. Not um, a problem. My privilege. But, yeah, uh, let's jump into it. Tell us about yourself, uh, where you come from, and essentially what you like about whiskeys. Well, first off... Um, this is the spot to be doing it, you know, if you're in Chicago. This was, uh, this is, as you mentioned, Travel. It's one of my favorite bars in the city. 
Um, they do a legendary whiskey sour um, with with Aberlour, of course, Aberlour 12. Um, my, I've been here for about six months, and this is by far one of my favorite bars in the city. I was in, um, I was in California last year, in Silicon Valley. I've been working in whiskey for about four years now, um, and before that, I was at university. I ended up, um, I left school at 18, and I took a year out because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, I ended up doing uh, interpretation and translation with French and Spanish, so kind of like a linguistic background. Um, there were some marketing courses in there, uh, like as electives and that kind of thing, but I ended up um, more or less doing like a linguistics thing. It was, uh, I, I suppose I wasn't really on this road until 2013. I was living in Madrid, in Spain, and I was out, my first night out there in the bars, I met this Irish guy called David Lynch, who basically changed the course of my life, if you like. He, he's such a charismatic guy. Nowadays he works, he flies all over the world working for a, a startup out of uh, London, um, called Line 10 Delivery, and they're an amazing startup, and they're growing every year. Um, but Dave is just a super charismatic guy, you know, typical Irish guy, plays the guitar, you know, he's got a great accent, um, and he, me and him just hit it off, absolutely hit it off. And he was working for Jameson Irish Whiskey at the time, and they have a graduate program where they have brand ambassadors who fly around the world talking about booze, um, talking about whiskey specifically. Uh, and he basically turned me on to it. And in my last year of university, I remember I was in the top floor of my house uh, in Dunfermline, Scotland, in Fife. It's about an hour north of Edinburgh. I was in the top floor there, and um, I was texting him. And I was just like, oh, man, I, I really don't know what I want to do. And this was like kind of maybe beginning of January, end of December. I was like, I'm really unsure what, about what I want to do. And he was like, man, like, why don't you apply for the Jameson Graduate Program? Um, and so I ended up making a video, uh, which is on YouTube. If people are people are look, having it or fancy, <laughs> fancy looking for it, hey. um, it's horrific. Uh, my mum filmed it. Especially legend, if especially if it's legend. in HD. Then every single yeah. bim, you know, you know, pimple, blemish, and everything abscess since birth. Um, shout out to Leslie O'Donnell, mum, um, for <laughs> editing that video that got me the job. But um, <laughs> she, we we filmed it in South Queensferry on the River Forth there, and I sent it out to Jameson. And they ended up uh, having me fly over to Dublin a couple of times for interviews and that kind of thing. Nice. While I was over there, um, they, uh, they said to me, you know, did I know that there was a, a Chivas Regal, um, which is a Scotch rather than Irish whiskey. There was a Chivas Regal brad uh, graduate brand ambassador program. And so I just ended up applying to them and they were like, this sounds great. And then on May 6th, 2016, I got the call from Chivas and they were like, right, we want you to come and do this. We want you to come and be a whiskey brand ambassador. And we want you to do it in the Dominican Republic. Well, well. In the Caribbean, right? <laughs> so, um, um, for a guy that likes his cigars, you know. And that's why I'm like, oh, what, well, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember, I remember saying to the lady, um, the lady that had called me, I was like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to quickly call my parents and call you back. Because, obviously, you know, I wanted to tell them. Um, and I said to my, I called my dad. And I said, dad, uh, it looks like. They're going to give me this job. Um, I'm going to go to the Dominican Republic. And he was like, oh, my Lord. Like, he was like, where even is the Dominican I mean, he knew where it was. But he was like, do you even know where it is? And I was like, not really. And so we looked on the map, Lonely Planet, and there it is, smack bang in the middle of uh, the Caribbean, the island of Hispaniola. So it borders Haiti um, and Spanish-speaking country. Um, and so uh, August 1st of 2016, I started my training. 
Um, and I did uh, six weeks in London and Scotland learning all about whiskey, learning all about uh, the professional world. And then I flew out uh, to the Dominican Republic on September 9th, 2016. And I started work on September 12th. So it was a really tight turnaround. But from Dave in late 2015, early 2016, Dave saying, why don't you do this, this and this? The next thing I knew, September came around um, 2016. Um, and then I was, I was in the middle of the Caribbean selling whiskey um, and being a brand ambassador and educating people on whiskey and educating people on um, you know this kind of cuisine so uh, two years later I moved to California with Aberlauer which has been an amazing experience I was out in Silicon Valley I lived in San Jose there um, and then uh, April this year my boss said to me look would you would you consider moving to Chicago and I said man it's the the best whiskey town in the world and Chicago has been Chicago is one of my favorite places of all time. Um, if anyone's not, if anyone listening hasn't been here before, it is, it is the quintessential whiskey town. You know, all these little speakeasy, dark bars, um, beautiful people, beautiful drinks, uh, great style, and um, so it's been really cool. I mean, I've loved it. I've loved every minute of it. Um, and yeah, and we and we even Damn. we even met in one of these kind of high end whiskey bars. We met talking about whiskey. Yeah, that's what we met. That, so. Knowing me being pretty hashtag basic, but wanting to learn more about it, um, which is actually a great segue. Um, like I said, like because I, I pulled some cigars out of my bag, kind of setting up for everything. And for the amount of friends that I have who will start smoking something because we've recommended it, there's a lot that goes into it. There's so much that goes into it, and typically when you start asking someone about like, well, what's a, you know, you know, you know, a Maduro and a this and a Nicaraguan, and a, you know, it's a double wrapper, double binder filler. Some people don't know what the hell you're talking about because there is an ABC to it. There is an absolute fundamental to it. So between to get a little bit more technical, right into it, whiskeys, bourbon, you know, whiskey, bourbon, whatever thing, um, we've why what got you interested into it, and then. What is it? Well, so I work for obviously a Scotch company, which I think people often mistake Scotch for not being a whiskey. People often say in the United States they mis they misconceive um, bourbon with whiskey and whiskey with Scotch. So a lot of people will say, "Oh, I don't like Scotch, but I like whiskey," and they're essentially talking about American whiskey. Whiskey is the overarching family term, and bourbon, rye, Irish, Scotch, Japanese these are all subcategories if you like of that family um in american whiskey uh you know oftentimes when we talk about american whiskey we're talking about uh, tennessee like a jack daniels or we're talking about um say like a, a smooth ambler or you know like a jim bean all these kind of things these are all whiskies that have um varying mash bills they're called which is the makeup of the grains that we use for example, if a whiskey is a bourbon, it has to be a mash bill or a, a grain makeup of 51% corn. If it's a, a rye whiskey, it has to be 51% rye, so on and so forth. With Aberlour, we are a single malt whiskey, Scotch whiskey. That means that single comes from one distillery and only one distillery. And malt, it means it's 100% malted barley, right? So it can only be made out of 100% malted barley. Now, all of the barley that Aberlour sources is within 50 miles of the distillery, so it's a very local operation. Um, and these grains, what they do is they'll give you a slightly different flavour, you know, and I always like to talk about um, cornbread. I like to use the, the example cornbread in the United States. It's a very, very sweet-tasting um, bread, right? Um, and that's that 
translates over into bourbon, right? We're using corn to make the whiskey, so it's a very sweet, very, very rich tasting uh, whiskey. Whereas with, with uh, scotch, our single malt scotch, in, in Aberlour's case, we're talking about malted barley. So this is barley that we've cultivated and then we've let steep in water for two to three days. We pull it out and we, we dry it. Um, and the two ways that you dry single malt are in a kiln or with peat. Okay, okay. and this is kind of where it breaks down for people. A kiln, um, and we can actually do this now. What you can yeah. do is you can, if, and if people have got a whiskey with themselves back home, you can pour just a tiny wee drop onto your hand there and just rub it off, rub off the alcohol. And what you'll do is if you smell your hands, you'll get this lovely, rich, sweet aroma. If you do that with a whiskey that's been dried with peat, you'll get this kind of, um, you get this kind of smoky aroma. Um, sometimes people say it smells a little bit like, like uh, the sea or a campfire by the sea, you know, yeah. that smokiness. Whereas with Aberlour, we're looking at this kind of rich, fruity and floral sweetness there um, that comes through on the malted barley. Um, Which is that is that inherent to Scotch then? Because I've I've just been turned down to it lately. Yeah, um, a Glenfiddich. Yeah, of a, course. A, yeah, a twelve. Um, it's just pretty ideal with a certain pairing. And when I first started, you got to program your palate for that. So yeah. you know when they start telling you when I I finally understood what the peatiness was, and then when you understand like the fruit, it's like oh like there's some apple, there's some pear. Yeah. So if you're going to be getting like those fruit notes. That's going to be more or less inherent more to the scotches then. Yeah, or so that depends. I think the fruity notes, obviously, you're always with whiskey, especially um, across bourbons and and ryes and and scotches, single malt scotches, and even into Irish and Japanese whiskey, you're always going to get this fruity note there, like a sweetness that comes through. Um, and obviously, with a peaty scotch, like a, let's say a Laphroaig or a Lagavulin or an Ardbeg, even you will get slight fruitiness there but it will be overcome by the smokiness right and I know that you have a lot of cigar listeners so um, what I always like to say with cigars is that you know you want to pick especially if you're starting out with whiskey and cigars you want to pick a very 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 light cigar mm -hmm. now you'll know much better than me but when I was in the Dominican Republic the way that I was the way that they explained it to me was the darker the leaf the darker the cigar the heavier the flavor okay so we would often look at if we were going to do a pairing, we would often look at very, very lightly leafed cigars, so like a clearer uh, leaf on the cigar, a lighter colouring, and then like a really intense whiskey, yeah. um, to try and like, to try and keep them level, level sure. head, level, yeah. uh, level there on a level playing field. Um, and so we would often use the Aberlour Abuna, which is a cast strength whiskey, exclusively mature in Oloroso sherry barrels. Oloroso in Spanish means odorous or fragrant or pungent. So it had a very, very powerful flavor and nose, aroma. Um, and then we would combine that with a lighter cigar and it worked really well. And there's almost a synergy there when you do any pairing. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember when we were talking in the drum bar, but I, I talked a little bit about how when you're pairing something, there's two ways that you can do it. You can go... Um, you can go where, where the two pairings are opposite of each other, mm -hmm. so there's a comparison, mm -hmm. okay? Or you can talk about when there's a almost like a the, synergistic convergence yeah, there where the yeah. two flavors combine to give you something that's greater than the sum of the parts, mm -hmm. okay? So with for me, I was always looking for convergent, like two flavors that were gonna combine to become greater, right? Same, yeah. Um, yeah, so we would look at spicy cigars with this Aberlour Abuna because it was spicy, you know? Um, and so that's something that, 
you know you should look out for if you're if you're doing these cigar pairings. Is is this a combination of flavour or is it a, or is it a contrasting flavour? You know, sure. one really smoky cigar with a really light and sweet and rich whisky, or is it a really spicy, powerful, intense, rich flavoured whisky with a spicy cigar? Right. I think from my brain at this point, and this is a, a little bit more of like a common visual. It's um, speaking of our our team Christmas party and drinking. Uh, we had. Um, I was going to have a ravioli, so between pastas, fish, whatnot, a lighter white wine versus if you're going to um, just went out for my brother's birthday, I had a big old filet, a darker. Darker so wine, a red, yeah. a nice red wine. Because, and then when it comes to cigars, um, it's just like with those darker wrappers. Mm. And when most folks will kind of make that generalization of the darker the wrapper means, like the more full-bodied it might mean, and it's a big misconception. So if you're going to have like a Maduro, which happens to be sweeter, if it's from the Jalapa Valley, what have you, I am, I'm going to be more for, because especially when your palate has so much more to learn when you're first starting out, I'm going to be looking more for the synergy. I want it to, yeah. to match. I'm the because, same way. Because if you have too much of the contrast and your palate and your brain are still being programmed, yeah. It might be too much of an overload. Yeah, it's it's kind of like when you if you wanted to have um, like a, a whiskey or whatnot, and whatever your alcohol is that you're preferring to pair a scotch, you know, a, a wine, what have you. Some folks will like tequila with cigars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mezcal nowadays as well. You know. Yeah, uh, the heavier alcohol content, too much burn, and you're really you're distorting your flavor palette. Yeah. So to kind of complement it, you're. You're not really. You might be doing yourself a bigger disservice. It's, yeah. it's like you can say that, like, oh, I drink whiskey and cigars, but if you're not quite sure why, big a big thing. So um, we've got some of the Avalor with us. As mm-hmm. far as for what you might recommend something like this with, maybe even, um, like, what were these guys, if, uh, if you knew offhand, and then, like, what might you recommend with certain of these guys, too? Well, all of my... Um all of my cigar recommendations are going to be Dominican. Okay. Right? I mean, that's just the, it's the bottom line for me. I, not only did I live there for a long time, but I, I met a bunch of families there who sell cigars. Okay? And so those were the cigars that I learned. I even went to a bunch of cigar tastings. If anyone's ever down there uh, in Santiago, there's a restaurant there. Santiago is the second biggest city in Dominican. It's called um, Saga. Saga Restaurante. And Saga is a restaurant that not only does it have um, great food, great drinks, but they also have a cigar factory. Um, And so they make their own, uh, or Fabrica, as they call it down there. They have their own Fabrica de Cigarros. And so they make a phenomenal uh, grouping of cigars that that really pair well with whiskeys. And that's something that they, that's a clientele that they look to. because they're looking to, to, to create those pairings in those moments where, you know, a, a gentleman or, a, or a, a lady will come into the bar and looking to smoke a cigar and they'll have a, a fillet, like, like a steak or, the, uh, you know, a steak with a good whiskey and a really nice cigar. And the three of them all together kind of converge, right? They, they all talk about this, this kind of combination of flavor. Sure. Um, but, you know, so sagas, obviously, those, those, those cigars are really quite nice. Um, trying to think of anything that might be uh, not from the Caribbean, like a Davidoff maybe as well. Okay, sure. um, that will especially pair with this the 16. Um, and then, of course, a much more famous brand like an Arturo Fuentes, like something that's got a lot of body to it. Sure, yeah. um, the 16, the Abelard 16 is a whiskey that, and you've got some here if you want to try it. Yeah, but absolutely. The Abelard 16 for me is a whiskey that has a phenomenal balance. 
Uh, it's something that you can drink neat on the rocks with a little bit of water and a highball and a cocktail. You can have it with, with steak. Um, and the reason that that happens is that it really finds a balance between flavors of the ex-bourbon barrel, which is something that we use in Amber Lauer, uh, to mature our whiskey, and also the Oloroso Sherry barrel. Um, these two barrels will give a lot of different flavors to the whiskey. The bourbon obviously is going to give you these kind of honey, vanilla, citrus sweetness to it. Um, and then the Oloroso Sherry, while you're getting sweetness, it's like a, a spice as well. It smells amazing. Um, dark fruits like figs and raisins and dates, and these are all the flavors that you're looking at. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that Aberlour is renowned for. I, I spoke a little bit about the Aberlour Abuna, a cash strength, so up at 59, 60%. We're talking about 120 proof for a whiskey. Um, that's exclusively matured in Oloroso Sherry barrels. So this um, this powerful, pungent flavor is coming through. Amazing for pairing with cigars. Amazing for pairing with cigars. Um, yeah, this is a, yeah. This is, it smells amazing. It's got the sweetness. It's very easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Very accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said to you, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. Right? So <laughs> might as well. But yeah, slant. Well, the, the sun disappeared, so it's very much like, oh, what the hell time is it? But uh, come, we're gonna take a quick break. This has been absolutely awesome. Guys, stay tuned with us. We're uh, here at the uh, the Travel, uh, the Langham, amazing place. Colm, thank you so much again. We're going to no be problem. hitting this great up after this. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a vintage flair for your home, closet, wardrobe, or even toy collection or jewelry box? Come home to great value at Affordable Antiques and More. With 25 years experience, the award-winning store boasts 11,000 square feet of vintage furnishings, DIY, and wedding supplies. Find them on Facebook and Instagram with affordable shipping available. Call today at 630-505-1463 or stop by at 1508 North Naper Boulevard in Naperville. Don't forget to say hello to Shaggy. Affordable antiques and more, proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you. Admit it, you've fallen into the Pinterest wormhole so many times, it's not even funny. Okay, it's a little funny. Those fail photos couldn't have been further from the original. But your next project doesn't have to be a fail. At DIY Vinci, we curate kits for you with step-by-step instructions and video tutorials. Or if you're just looking for art supplies or even home decor, we've got that too. Discover what you could DIY at www.diyvinci.com. Your masterpiece starts here. All right, guys, welcome back to Styles Effort and Styles Effort HD. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Welcome in back, Mr. Callum O'Donnell. Callum, thank you so much. We've uh, got some absolutely wonderful spirits here, and we are learning a ton. Um, and speaking of learning a ton, if uh, a ton mash, <laughs> hashtag mash ton, mash ton, yes, <laughs> basic. We're all learning here. Uh, so, as far as for people that want to get more into it, if they want to learn more about it. What are either your recommendations as far as getting a bottle of something and maybe cocktails if you don't want to do straight or, like you said, an ice cube? I'm generally like a one cube kind of a guy, like a big old cube. Um, What are some some suggestions you might have? Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many myths and legends about how you drink whiskey, right? I mean, people talk about, um, you know, how many drops of water, the, the kind of ice that they have, all that sort of stuff. I can only recommend one way to drink your whiskey, and that's however you want to drink it, right? However you, however you want to drink whiskey, that's the best way to do it. 
I do recommend, obviously, you know, if you're drinking like an Aberlour 18 or say you've got like a Glenlivet 25 or say you're going even higher and you're doing like a Pappy Van Winkle or something and, you, and you're spending an absolute shed load of money um, on a bottle of whiskey, which you should probably be spending on, mm. I don't know, an investment or a suit. Sure. Or like a, well, I suppose Pappy is an investment nowadays, but um, and same with any big high-end scotch. But, you know, you should really try your best to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's as it's meant to be enjoyed, which is you know with, with either a couple of drops of water or, or or neat, you know, the ice thing, love it. I'm big on I'm big on it myself. I love a couple of cubes of ice. Um, the bigger the the bigger the cube, obviously, the longer it's going to take to to, to melt and dilute. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you're only going to get little dribs and drabs of water sure. into your whiskey, which is a really really nice you're way to kind of get in the best of both worlds. At yeah, least. yeah, and. The other thing as well is if, if you're drinking a whiskey that's very, very hot uh, in the sense of ABV, so alcohol by, uh, by volume content, the ice will reduce that reduce that heat as well for you. Um, although you will lose some flavour. So, you know, it's, you kind of got to balance Give it out there. Yeah. Um, Cocktail-wise, there's no no arguments for me. My favourite cocktail is a whiskey sour. Everywhere I go, I get whiskey sour. Almost everywhere you go, they'll do it differently. Um, whether it's a dry shake and a wet shake, wet shake, dry shake, if they have an egg white or not, do they add any little bits and bobs there? Like uh, last night, for example, I was at uh, a really nice bar here in Chicago and they added, um, uh, the bartender added about half an ounce of Amaro. I think it was called Grand Classico Amaro, which just gave it this little bit of bitterness that I really, really liked. I'm, I'm a big on, rather than it being a sweet whiskey sour, I like a, I like a sour whiskey sour. Um, but I mean, cocktails-wise, with scotch especially, I always like to keep it lower on the ingredient side and keeping the ingredients um, high quality. Um, so uh, penicillins are great. Old fashioned is a fantastic whiskey cocktail. Everyone loves an old fashioned, um, and you know you can and you can really experiment with that. Whether it's with chocolate bitters or um, different kinds like an Aztec bitters, uh, whatever whatever it is you're going for, Angostura, orange, pecho, whatever. Um, and then obviously uh, the penicillin, which I mentioned, really quite a famous cocktail. It's named after the antibiotic, of course, <laughs> that was actually discovered by a guy called Alexander Fleming in the 40s uh, in Scotland, a Scottish guy. Um, and he, sh- he shares the surname Fleming with one of our favourite authors, Ian Fleming, mm-hmm. who wrote James Bond, and also one of our favourite founders of a distillery, James Fleming, who founded Aberlour. So. Hey. There you go. So represent the, the, the penicillin with your Aberlour there. <laughs> and the, the cool thing about the penicillin is often people do like a top of a smoky whiskey or they even spray it with a smoky whiskey and it gives you the best of both worlds. You get that lovely deep wood smoke, wood fire smell, but you don't get it on the flavour. You don't get a smoky flavour. Uh, so that's amazing to pair with cigars as well and um, definitely a, definitely a favourite of mine. Absolutely, um, and, and speaking of favorites, because again, we've where we met from before, we're going to go into that. Uh, if someone wants to learn more about it, or just somebody who happens to want to have a certain flair, a certain flavor, um, we've got some ambiance going on right now from the local bar right around the corner. Not too shabby, plenty to choose from. What are some favorite places? Wow. Um, so I, despite working for Aberlour. I am, which is kind of seen as a luxury, or not a luxury, but a, a, a whiskey that you know is maybe a little bit more expensive than than, than the standard low-end brand, uh, blend. For example, like it, you know, you get a bottle of Aberlour here in Chicago for, uh, you know, forty-five, fifty dollars at the twelve-year-old from retail. Mm-hmm. So it's really competitively priced, um, uh, but you know, 
I'm all about, and I think single malt has that feeling of, of exclusivity, elitism sometimes, but I'm all about uh, dive bars. Um, there's a bunch of different dive bars here in Chicago. Not even dive bars, but bars that, you know, any night of the week you can turn up and you're guaranteed to get a good drink, a good cocktail, and even better, a good conversation, yeah. right? So, um, Sportsman's Club, um, their Instagram's uh, Drink and Gather. That's one of my favorite bars in the city. Uh, every night you go there, industry's always kicking about, and there's always a story or two to be had. Um, they are, I think they're one of the biggest accounts in the city for uh, Miller High Life, which is one of my favorite beers. Um, it's just basically watered down beer. It's fantastic, <laughs> I love it. It's arguably my favorite beer in the whole world. They do these ponies that you can sometimes get in some mm-hmm. states. Um, and ponies are seven ounce beer. So it's tiny, it's about this big. Um, and it stays cool, it stays fizzy, and it's the best way to drink beer. Um, so Sportsman's is fantastic. I also love the California Clipper, uh, which is just along the road from Sportsman's. And um, Twisted Spoke as well. They have a phenomenal, phenomenal whiskey collection. And it's typically a biker bar. Um, and the people in there are always amazing. They're, they're always willing to have a conversation with you. Um, so great, great spot there. Um, and you're, every, every day you're in there, you'll meet someone interesting, right? Um, and then on the other side of that, on the other side of the river, if you like, yeah. um, you have these kind of uh, well-known whiskey bars, right? Um, we're in one just now, or not even a whiskey bar, just a bar in general, Travel. The, the bar manager here is a guy called Thibault. Uh, Thibault just won uh, Sommelier of the Year in Chicago. Hey. Um, phenomenal guy. He knows so much about wine and whiskey and food, and, and he's French. So, you yeah, très bien. Yeah, he's, got, he's, definitely got, uh, he's definitely got the swag to go with it. Um, and his, his knowledge about wine and, and, and liquor in general is encyclopedic. Um, he's forgotten more about wine and, and whiskey than you and I will ever oh, yeah. learn combined, <laughs> um, which is great. So he's always great for a story and a, and a conversation. Some of his favorite wine stories are amazing. Um, and then obviously Drum Bar, where we met. Great bar on top of the Raffaello. Uh, they do the guy, Gary, there, the, the bar manager, Gary. He's, he's, awesome. he's another genius. Uh, the guy knows so much about drinks. Um, and not just about whiskey and wine, but also about beer. Like, if you want to get a good beer, Gary's the man to ask. Um, and a good story about them, actually, because it was when I met our mutual friend there, uh, I said, uh, hey, like, when you first met me, I said, you made a particular old-fashioned. And this is a, a perspective of what kind of place Drum Bar even is. I said, you, like, you made me a certain kind of uh, an old-fashioned. Do you have any recollection what it might have been? Maybe if I'd like describe the flavors to you. And they all kind of like started giggling at me and they said, you know, that's actually like one of our biggest pet peeves because like someone will come in there and they'll say like, you know, you made me a cocktail like 10 years ago. Do you remember what it was? And they're like, we, we have no fresh hell idea what you're talking about. And so they're all kind of like chuckling at me and I'm like, well, in all fairness, though, you do have like three or four old fashions on the menu, and most places are lucky to do one good one. Yeah. So, but that's awesome though, because all their old fashions are phenomenal. And then I think she actually served me a, uh, like some kind of a sour, and she goes, uh, "Shauna says uh, it tastes like fall." Yeah. Because so, I'm trying to understand like the ingredients, like the palates, like where everything comes from. She goes, "It tastes like fall." Two into it, I loved it. It was like one of my favorite sours. Yeah. So I mean, not only is Gary his own level of 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 brilliant but um shauna and siobhan the two of the bartenders there who and they're always there when i go in um they have their 
they have their own unique charm. You know, um, Shauna super knowledgeable and super enthusiastic about drinks and making drinks and cocktails and, and service. You know, she's one of the best as far as hospitality goes. She's as good as it gets. Um, you know, the kind of person that you you have your water with your with your cocktail, right? Shauna's the kind of person that you'll drink, you'll finish your water and you'll put it down. You'll turn to speak to the person next to you, and when you turn back, it's full. Yeah. You know, your water's back, filled back up. That's the kind of bartender that Shauna is. And then obviously Siobhan, just hilarious in her own right. She's a amazing, amazing bartender. Always got great jokes. And yeah, I mean, that's the kind of service that you expect there. And that's something that you become accustomed to in Chicago. You know, um, drum bar is definitely one. And then obviously you've got all the, the great steakhouses here. Kinsey Chop House. Um, they've just renovated, and the the owner there, Andreas, is a is a legend, an absolute legend in the industry. Um, you've got raised over the over the road here, just over the river for us, this rooftop bar, which which absolutely slays it in the summer, and then obviously Prime and Provisions down the road, big steakhouse. Uh, they do this um, dry aged Prime Burger that's ridiculous. Uh, I remember they were saying that they had like a Burger Week activation across all of Chicago and all these different. Um, Influencers were saying how the Prime Burger wasn't that great, and the bartender there uh, just said to me, uh, you know, Dino just said, "Look, man, you should try this Prime Burger. It's legit and it's incredible." So they <laughs> and they do some great servers themselves. So you know, it's there's so many great bars out here in Chicago, man. I mean, too many to name, to be honest. Uh, there's we've been doing a lot of work with uh, Juice X Board and Beer. Um, and they obviously have the punch, uh, the punch house down, or the punch room rather down the stairs, and then the tack, or so the punch house, and then the tack room through the back, and then they've got a concert hall above Valley Hall, so uh, you can see some incredible artists there in a really intimate venue. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is the place for it. This is the place for it. One of the best things about Chicago is that if you wanted to walk from Raised to Langham, then to Laurie's Prime Rib, and then up to the Drum Bar, you're talking about less than 10 minutes between each walk. You're talking mm -hmm. about two minutes from Ray's to here. Mm -hmm. From here to Laurie's, you're talking about 10, 10 minutes max. Then Laurie's to Drumbar, you're talking about, what, eight minutes, seven minutes? Mm -hmm. And those are some of the best bars in the world, you know, and that's the beauty of Chicago. Absolutely condensed, awesome. Tiny. Uh, Callum, we're gonna be winding this down. Did you have anything uh, going on that you wanted to talk about? Anything else in life or work or how are um, you doing? No, not really, not really. I mean, I'm going to the Dominican Republic soon. I'm going next hey. week, um, so I'm gonna be, uh, Maybe if anybody wants a cigar brought back for them, I'll take a... Take pay PayPal to the following. Yeah, yeah, Venmo me. Yeah. Uh, no, but um, yeah, like, no, nothing. Just just if you're ever in Chicago, get get in touch with me. We're it's all at, about stories and conversations. We, we're at Aberlour Chicago um, on Instagram. Uh, so please, you know, if, if this is something that you're keen on, if you like whiskey, if you like cigars and suits and all the rest of it, get in touch with us. Um, and yeah. That's about it, really. Good people, good times, Colin. Thank you so much, boss. Pleasure. Thanks, Kevin. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Winding this on down. Colin O'Donnell with uh, Abelor Whiskey. Absolutely phenomenal. Cheers. Smells amazing. Tastes even better. Until next time, stay styled. Remember to stay true to you.